welcome to the Wildcat Scoop podcast. I'm Shelby Shear with my co-host Jason Shear. And we're here to preview the Arizona men's basketball game against Colorado on Thursday night. It is going to be pretty late, I believe. It's at 9 o'clock, our time. Yeah, it, what, it gives you more time for it to get canceled, which is nice. <laughs> if you start it later, you could actually wonder all the way up until like 9 o'clock if it's going to happen. It'll be so that's interesting. Good. They should play games at 8 o'clock in the morning. You wake up, you go play. Boom, you have the whole day ahead of you. Yeah. It would be that, perfect. That way, forget the testing and the anticipation. Boom, done. But you are a night elf, so 9 o'clock is nothing for you. Yes, the world will be watching, especially on the East Coast. If you can't watch Arizona-Colorado basketball at midnight on the East Coast, what, what can you watch? That's the Pac-12 after dark thing, right? Yeah, the Pac-12 motto is, what else are you doing? <laughs> well, on that note, we'll just kick things off with, what type of team is Colorado on both sides of the ball? A lot different uh, than they've been, kind of. So usually Colorado is a pretty solid defensive team, not a great offensive team. Um, it is very apparent that this team is missing McKinley Wright, as it should. I mean, the guy's, you know, was as good of a player in the Pac-12 as there was. Um, defensively, though, they've, they've been bad. They're 82nd in Ken Palm on the defensive side of the ball, um, and they're just not able to really do what they do defensively. They're not forcing any turnovers. They're a ridiculous 236th in the nation wow. at forcing turnovers. They just, they don't do it. Um, the defensively, they allow the 91st, they're 91st in the country at effective field goal. They're allowing teams to shoot 47% from the field. Um, they're not good from three defensively. They're decent from two. Um, they're just, they don't block shots. <laughs> they don't, they don't steal their steal percentages. 271st, um, defensively, they're just, they're not a very good team. Um, Offensively, they're a little better. Uh, the big thing with them is uh, they're not running at all. They're 261st in the country in tempo. They do not want to run in any way, shape, or form. So if they get a rebound against Arizona, they're slowing down. They're going to probably, in my opinion, my guess would be that they're going to get back and kind of give up rebounding a little bit. Um, they haven't been a very good rebounding team this year. So probably get back a little bit, be a little less aggressive on the glass in order to make sure Arizona um, doesn't get back in transition. Um, it's it's not a very it's a big team, you know, twenty first in the nation in height, um, but it's just it's not what we've been accustomed to seeing in the past. Now they're winning games, um, you know, when they get into high scoring games, they're uh, they've been fine. You know, but to be fair, like Maine, they scored 90. That I mean, that doesn't count. But you take a look, and Stanford, they won by four. Um, they're playing good basketball. I mean, Colorado's won five games in a row. Yeah, they haven't been against great opponents, but they did sweep the Washington schools. Um, they did lose to Tennessee by 15. Uh, they lost to UCLA by 12. But they're going to slow it up. Um, this next segment of their schedule is difficult with Arizona and the L.A. schools. We'll find out a lot about them, but um, a little bit different. Um, than we've seen from Tad Boyle. You take a look at their team last year. They were 13th in offense, 23rd in defense. The year before, 54 and 32. And this year, 86 and 82. So it's just a, a very different team. And, and losing a guy like McKinley Wright will we'll do that to you. Well, that was quite a resounding endorsement you just gave Colorado. Go Bucks, Tad yeah, Boyle. That was, uh, 
a deep dive in their offensive, um, defensive, not so great playing. But with all that said, they, they have been playing well enough and what has been the key to some of those successes. Yeah, so, I mean, they've won five games in a row. And basically is when, you know, Eastern Washington, they won by three. Milwaukee, 11. Bakersfield, 14. So part of that success is the opponent has been great. But against Washington State and Washington, uh, they played well. They really did. And and basically, you know, what happens is they, they're the type of team that's going to need someone to step up. So against Washington, they had Julian Hammond come out of nowhere and step up and score 14 points when he was a guy that I'm not sure, literally I'd have to look, I'm not sure he scored 14 points all season up until that point. Like he was a guy that he just came off the bench and, and got hot. And, and against Washington State, um, same, th- same thing. Uh, Bartholomew goes for 17 points. When they're winning, they get that third guy. They have Batty, they have Walker. When they're winning and they're able to win games, they have that third guy. Um, and they're able to defend a little bit better. Uh, against Washington State, they won that game just you know by scoring, 83 points. They didn't defend well. Washington State was 60% from two, um, but they the three wasn't falling. Uh, against Washington, the, you know, the Huskies aren't very good um, offensively at all, and so they were able to score 78 points, Colorado was, and they won the game. So when, when Colorado is winning, it's usually because the offense is clicking, not the defense, which is weird to say. Um, for a Colorado team. But, again, it's difficult because against Arizona, if you get into that offensive battle in your Colorado, you're going to lose that game. Well, speaking of Arizona and their potential matchups against Colorado, what do you think their biggest challenge is going to be against Colorado? And I think I already know the answer. What is the answer? It's going to be tempo. Yeah. You take a look, and, and again, Colorado is going to sell out in order to slow that game down. Todd Boyle is too good of a coach to go into that matchup and say, let's run with Arizona. Um, it just it makes no That's sense fine. whatsoever. If they do that, they're getting run off the floor. There's a reason why the spread is, uh, is 14 points. Um, you know, in, in, in terms of personnel, there's two guys that really stick out. Jabari Walker, 6'9", 215-pound sophomore forward. He's played very well. 13 points, 8 rebounds a game, 46% shooting. Um, not a great three-point shooter. He was better last year. He's only shooting 22% from three this year compared to 52%. Um, but when they get good stuff out of him, uh, their chances of winning increase dramatically. Um, he, he, he might be the most important um, player on Colorado. The other one is a guy that um, you know has probably – he's been at Colorado forever, I think, honestly. Um, Evan Batty who he's he's the guy, I don't know if you know this, um, you would know him if you saw him, but he's the guy that you hate, that you that cries a lot. Oh, yeah. Remember the dude that cried? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's no crying in basketball. It was kind of mean, but yeah, he cries a lot, it feels like. But um, he's a guy where, you know, like I said, he's like a 14th year senior. Um, he only, can only play 25 minutes a game because of his size, but uh, he's good, you know, 55% of the field. But what it comes down to with Colorado is their guards. Uh, Bartholomew is averaging 11 points, but he's only shooting 41%. Uh, Elijah Parkett is not an offensive threat. K.J. Simpson is questionable. Um, it wouldn't be surprising if he plays and he tries to have a big game. But, um, you know, the guard matchup in this game is just such a huge advantage for Arizona that if Colorado is going to keep it close, um, it's going to have to do with the front court. Uh, Jabari Walker's athleticism, Evan Batty. Um, Tubelos has to play better. He has not played well the last few games. He has to be better, or else Colorado will take advantage of that. 
Um, you know, it, to me, this is one of those games where the biggest difficulty for Arizona is Arizona. And it, I'm actually going to give Tad Boyle a little credit here, and I don't like Tad Boyle at all, but he was talking about the layoff, and he said it hurts Arizona's players the most. Like, it's not, you know, they want to play basketball. They're playing one game at 22 days. You know, we, that's the key to me. Arizona is a better team than Colorado. There's not a lot of threats that Colorado poses. So the biggest threat to answer the question for Arizona might just be Arizona. Right. Well, the mentality, you've got resources that want to race, and they've been kind of penned up for a while. The good news is they sounds like they're going to be playing against moderate joggers. So, the, you know, that's my new key phrase. For <laughs> moderate Colorado. joggers. I like the it. moderate joggers. Um, we'll, we'll find out uh, what happens. But on that thread, what is your prediction? Get your crystal ball out. You know, I, I thought the 14 points, it's a 14-point spread. I think it's 15 in some places. I thought it was too big at first, but then I started to look at it. And the biggest reason why that spread exists is because Colorado just doesn't have the guards. Um, and they're not a good defensive team. And Arizona, so you take a, a non-good defensive team that slows it down against a good offensive team that speeds it up, and something has to give. And Colorado's not good enough to get into a running game, and they're not a great rebounding team. So then the issue you have now is if Arizona goes out and is rebounding the ball and forcing misses and getting in transition, Colorado has no chance. And a lot of that is based around the guards. And you look at the guards, and they're just not there. Like you're talking Bartholomew, Parquet. I don't know who is guarding Ben in this game. Like Colorado doesn't have the guy to guard Ben. He's a freak athlete. He's going to be the best player on the floor by far. Um, maybe they try Jabari Walker on him. I don't know. Maybe they go small and try that. Maybe they try, you know, Tristan De Silva. Um, he's 6'10", try to bother him with some length. I don't really know how they're going to do it. I really don't. My guess is they, they throw Jabari Walker at him. But Jabari's not really quick enough to guard Ben off the bounce. And so when it comes down to it, it feels like a game where, you know, Colorado doesn't force turnovers. Arizona has struggled in, in the games that they struggled all year. They've turned the ball over. If they don't turn the ball over, I just don't know how Colorado wins. I think Arizona probably wins something, I don't know, let's throw out, you know, 82 to 68 or something like that. So it, it it's, it, you know, I at first I thought it was too big, but then I started looking at the numbers, the tempo, um, stuff like that. Um, and it, it just, it doesn't, um, a lot would have to go right for Colorado to, to win this basketball game. If there is a basketball game. There will be a basketball <laughs> game. There should be by, by Pac-12 rules, knock on wood, the only way this game doesn't occur would be issues within the Arizona program. Which And there was no indication, there was no indication of that during Tommy Lloyd's press conference. Um, on Wednesday, he just says that the guys want to play, um, and they're going to play a lot in the next few weeks with the UCLA game rescheduled. Um, you know, they got, yeah, they got Cal, Stanford, UCLA, maybe ASU if ASU ever plays basketball again. Um, you know, ASU, and, and that's something we'll get to with the Utah game. Like ASU isn't playing this week, so Colorado's one and done. Probably, I believe it's already done, and then Utah's one and done um, it, with their focus on Arizona, which is an interesting thing. So. Um, that's kind of where we're at, but it's just nice to see Arizona play. They they should win. Uh, you know, I don't know. It's it's nice to see some basketball. I'm excited about it. And I could have told you my prediction without all of those words you just said. 78-68 Arizona. Only going 10. Only going 10. I think they're going to come under the Colorado spread. covers. 
Colorado will cover just to be aggravating, just a little bit, because they are the moderate joggers. Colorado covers on a Sabatino Chen 3. Now, here's the big question, <laughs> oh my though. God. The big question is, this is I'm going old burn here. I okay. hope you remember. Will Colorado win one of the halves? No. Oh, man, that boy is going to be pissed. Not even the second half. No. Shout out Xavier Johnson. You heard it here for yeah, Arizona. What happens if Arizona wins by 25? But that's because they won by uh, 28 in the first half, and then Colorado wins by three in the second. Is that still like a Colorado win overall? No. I mean, for them, they would count that as a victory, I'm sure. But... Yeah, Colorado's very – Colorado's – I like how they, they do wins and losses. They break them up into halves. I mean, as one should. Yeah, but... so they're like 22-8 and eight on the season, even though they've <laughs> only played 14 games or something like that. I don't know, math. Math is fun. Math is good. Yeah. All right. Well, we've we've done it. I think we're good. Keep in mind, too, oh, as going. I look at numbers, that Colorado's defense is bad against bad teams. Montana State, Maine, Southern Illinois, Duquesne, Brown, Eastern Washington, Milwaukee, Bakersfield. Hmm. They've lost against every good team, unless you want to call Stanford or Washington State good, but they've lost every good team that they faced. Thank you. That was a good stat. Did you know that all in your brain? Like, just yes. boom. I, is... I've actually memorized Ken Palm. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. But that's just because you're so talented. I'm glad I had time to do this podcast without a jet fish commitment. I was going to mention that because we went to Target earlier and no commitment tonight. It was kind of crazy. I literally waited until 10 p.m. to go food shopping. Last night. Last night, Tuesday night. And... Uh, there's a commitment, and I was so pissed because I Shelby even said, "Do you want to go out to dinner?" You know, this kid's committing. I was like, "No, I'm I'm pretty sure he's committing tomorrow." Nope, he did at ten o'clock. But we did go out to dinner, so that, I mean, that was a win. Yeah. So, all you recruits, just keep listening and waiting for weird times of the day to re- to actually commit. Maybe I'll go to a movie on Saturday and just see what what crap pops up. Who knows? You're a good luck charm. You know. Uh, I haven't been to Texas Roadhouse because the last time I was at Texas Roadhouse was when the D- the DeAndre and Sean Miller article came out, and I literally refused to go back again. I know. So maybe... it's really not a loss. So that's no. okay. Wow. I'm a good. Did I'm we good. just lose a Texas Roadhouse sponsorship? Sorry, Texas Roadhouse. I like the food. It just was very loud. We should get sponsorships for this. If you're interested, email me at jasonshear <laughs> at gmail.com. We're really good at sponsorships, guys. Yeah, we're. I'm dead serious. Maybe we could set something up. You could uh, buy some rights to the podcast. We'll do shout some sponsors. You out. We'll shout you out. Though I will say, we could mention. Since we do have people following us when we like go out to eat, we did have pretty amazing food this past weekend. So we will do a quick shout out to E Hot Pot on Speedway. Oh yeah, it was amazing. It was really good, except they ignored me and gave my wife and daughter whatever they wanted. Yeah, the the lady who runs the place <laughs> was amazing and literally ignored Jason. It was awesome. And only talked to me and our oldest daughter. Didn't ignore me when that bill came though. Am I right? And he paid it so well. It was so good. Anyway. Anyway, thanks E Hot Pot for a great dinner. We enjoyed it. And if you like uh, Taiwanese Chinese food, go eat that. Should we shout out the guy that broke into your car? Maybe he's Oh, yeah. <laughs> Someone broke into my car. And I, uh, <laughs> like in our neighborhood, I just didn't lock my door. I'm really paranoid shout about it. Shout out to that guy, obviously. So thanks for taking my garage clicker. Don't know who you're messing with over here. And I had to like get a new garage clicker. So if you're a car alarm company and you want to sponsor us, <laughs> let me know. 
Anyway, we've really gone off track. So if you're still listening, Arizona's playing Colorado. Maybe. We predict Arizona will win, and we'll all be happy another another day for Arizona. Because, again, the Pac-12 motto is, what, what else, else are you, are you doing? doing? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again for joining us, guys. Bear down. Hashtag moderate joggers. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. 